Welcome to Anorak, the happy podcast for kids. We have jokes, we have questions, we have experts and we have tons of fun. Off we go to Imagination Land. Sorry, I'm six years old. I live in the UK. Well, I do like to imagine about me having a pet unicorn. Because <laughs> I do like unicorns. I like some of them fly. Some of them might have magic. And I want to be able to fly in the sky. Some of the unicorns can fly, so, yeah. I want it to be white and gold on the horn and rainbow on the hair and pink eyes, sparkly pink. I would call it Bella. I wish I could draw really well a bunnycorn, half unicorn, half bunny. (laughs) As I said, I do like bunny unicorns. First you do like a horn, then ears, then a face and whiskers and nose, mouth. Eyes, body, arms, hands, legs, feet. Gold for the horn and pink for the tummy and inside the ears and white for the rest. It's like the same as a normal bunny, but with a horn. When I'm like drawing, I like using my imagination. I might draw something like a unicorn cat I've imagined fairy princesses. I've imagined some castles, loads of things, like bunny unicorns. Well, I like drawing, like, princesses, people. I like drawing people and animals, people and animals, and houses and, like, buildings, like a big hole. Universe, like trees, buildings, people, like everything like that. Sometimes I do families and stuff. My favourite colour is purple and pink, yellow, and purple, pink and yellow. What do cats eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies. (laughs) Hi, my name is Muragaya. I'm an artist living in London and I was brought up in South Wales and I have, I come from a Sri Lankan origin. I tend to make a lot of my artwork from that experience of being brought up in the UK, but having Sri Lankan heritage. The Sri Lankan heritage, it tends to bring a lot of bright, colourful drawings into my work. And that's how I kind of imagine my work. I tend to bring in a lot of bright, colourful things. As a child, I grew up in the countryside. I grew up in South Wales and it was very sunny and very hilly, but also very rainy. The experience of being a free, imaginative child has helped me as I kind of think of things now. I think one of the biggest things is in adulthood is that we forget 
to be a child we forget to be a kid again and um, the best thing about making artwork is that you can connect back to your childhood experiences and and what you liked as a child and kind of the, the books I read and the films I watched that kind of thing and that always brings me back to being uh, to being a child so yeah that's me hi my name is Ollie and I live in the United States do you like making realistic drawings or paintings or abstract drawings or paintings Oh, wow. I really enjoy making artwork that is a bit more abstract. I still like drawing specific things like flowers and characters and scenes, but I like to bring as many abstract elements into the drawings as possible. Really big, bright colors and shapes and random things that aren't meant to be there. That's what I enjoy the most. So I would say abstract drawings or paintings. So the reason I tend to work in a more abstract way is because my mind tends to wander quite a lot and I tend to want to escape the real world and think about kind of surreal bright dreams and you know I, my mind wanders quite a lot so I tend to want to make work that keeps my mind entertained if you will that's the reason I I, I tend to go down the more abstract world. Hi I'm Sage and I am eight years old. I live in the United States. Do you make things to make yourself happy or to make other people happy? Well, I always make artwork to make myself happy. I think it's something that really helps me. It gives me joy every day. And one of the best things about making work to make me happy is that when other people see it, it makes them happy too. And I think if you're making artwork for yourself, and your your own enjoyment, it spreads a positive message to other people and they tend to have the same feelings as you do when they see the work. So yeah, I, I really enjoy making the artwork for myself. That's the primary kind of reason. Hello, my name is Naya and I'm eight years old. I live in Canada. How do you use your imagination for art? Wow, now that is a tough question. When I'm coming up with ideas, I tend to want to let my mind drift and start thinking about scenes and ideas that I want to make the art about. After I've had my idea, I then tend to want to look at a few things in the real world, find flowers and find kind of photos of, re of realistic places and then start to change them and, and make them kind of surreal if I can. The imagination is a very wild and wonderful thing. If you understand it and if you let it kind of take over your brain a little bit, it does amazing things for your artwork. You just have to be very relaxed and very comfortable in, in trying new and interesting things. I start with a very loose idea and then as soon as you start drawing, new ideas come in and you, you just have to be very open about how you allow those things to come into the artwork. If you start to restrict yourself or, or say, no, that doesn't belong there, that kind of like stops the imagination from going wild, really. I think you have to let as many new things in as possible. That breeds a more imaginative piece of artwork. If you could choose anything in the world to draw, but it had to be about imagination, what would you draw? Oh, wow. What a great question. I would always draw a 
surreal world, something very strange and out of the ordinary. I, I always imagine wanting to jump into different worlds. So I would draw what that world would look like from the trees, from the plants, from the sky. You know, the sky doesn't have to be blue in my imagined world. It can be a bright purple or a dark green or anything you know I always like to imagine myself in the strangest world possible something completely different to the world we live in currently <laughs> I think a lot of the things that I would like to draw moving forward are how to incorporate some of the more realistic parts of the world that we live in but in a surreal world in a more imaginative way maybe we could design spaces in where we live to be a bit more colorful and bright you know i love some of the artists that i follow they tend to want to work in more realistic fashions but with bright colors so they'll they'll build installations and stages that are really bright and more adult style of play parks basically so if i could draw buildings that have giant faces on them or kind of you know openings in them uh, with world that you could enter that would be my preferred thing to do next what's your favorite color do you have one i definitely do have a favorite color and it is yellow yellow is my favorite color i don't know why i think it's bright it's sunny we live in um the uk and the uk is often quite uh, gray and i think the a bright yellow color is something that brightens everybody's day so that's the reason I like it. Do you have an imaginary friend? If so, how would you make your friend using art? Draw, mold, sculpt, paint or something else? <laughs> I do have an imaginary friend but they are more like a, a sister because I have a brother but I never had a sister. So they, my imaginary friend is more like a sister that I never had. And we would do everything. We'd draw, paint, sculpt. We'd kind of make very big paintings, I think, that, that we could work on together. Why do elephants not like a computer? Because of the mouse. <laughs> My name is Indy184 and I am a visual artist in the realms of graffiti and street art and I create paintings and murals. I'm also a digital designer so my Designs are also done on the computer. I'm from New York City. I got the name Indy 184 from the Indiana Jones movie. And the 184 is the neighborhood where I grew up, 184 in Broadway. Hello, my name is Natalie. I'm eight years old and I live in England. Where did you get the idea of becoming an artist? I got the idea of becoming an artist when I was a little girl. I was about four years old and I was fascinated with drawing like my family members doing things and and just being creative before I even attended school. Yeah, it just started when I was a little girl, but then I stopped because I kind of didn't understand how art worked. I didn't understand that it can be a career. So years later, I got introduced to graffiti. I went to a New York Public Library and I 
happened to see two of the great graffiti books called Spray Can Art and Subway Art. And that right there changed my life. I was about 11 years old. I started copying the letters from the book. Graffiti is like, it's like an underground culture. So I didn't know how to go about doing it besides copying from the book. And it wasn't until I was about 20 years old that I met graffiti artists at my job. And I started to get to know how it works in the graffiti culture. Hi, I'm Sage and I am eight years old. I live in the United States. What was your first piece of art? Were you proud of it? My first official piece of art, so as I grew up, got older, I started getting more into graffiti. I created this alter ego. And my first uh, graffiti piece, it was actually challenging because I was painting with artists who already had experience. So I was a bit nervous and I had to get everything together, my paint, I had to take the subway. I also had uh, children. I was a mom when I started painting graffiti. So my first uh, production wall was in a schoolyard in the Bronx. And it was the beginning of, of my graffiti. And I was, I was a bit nervous, you know, because these were experienced artists. But they believed in me and they gave me a chance. And I was able to do it and... That's one of my favorite pieces was the first piece that I painted in the Bronx. Oh, the piece is just my name, um, Indy, the Indy letters. I started getting into graffiti uh, lettering. You know, I wasn't drawing people anymore. It was more about the graffiti and my name and this um, kind of like this superhero persona that I created, this tag name. So that was the beginning and that was my favorite piece. You know, it was like the beginning of, of my journey as a graffiti artist. Hi, my name is Ollie, and I live in the United States. What are some of the most famous pieces of art you've made? Wow, that's a tough question. What are the most famous pieces of art I've created? Um, I would have to say right now, it was a six-story building I created for Pride Month in New York City. I was part of 100 murals in New York City, and mine was, a. it was the biggest, it was the most challenging one I've ever painted because it was so big, six stories high. And I had to recreate what I designed on the computer. I had to kind of replicate it on the huge uh, six-story building. And that got lots of attention because I wrote like, speak your power. So my, my art now is not just graffiti lettering and my name. It has to do with uh, self-empowerment. So that right there, I think, is it received a lot of attention. Is there a specific thing that you like to make art about? So with my painting style that I create in paintings, it's about self-empowerment, empowering yourself, empowering each other is the main theme. Believing in yourself, confidence, having no fear, and things like that. That's what my paintings are about. That's what I enjoy painting the most about. Self-empowerment is my favorite subject because we're souls having a, a human experience and this can be a lot, so many adversity. So touching on empowering yourself, if there's so many challenges and we have to remind ourselves that, you know, we gotta be more kind and compassionate uh, with each other and to ourselves. So my paintings are like 
the visual diaries. So every journey or like every um, experience I go through, I put it into my art. I hope to to make an impact on uh, on other people. You know, I use a lot of powerful words, you know, encouraging words, positive, and I I tag those in my painting. Hopefully, it'll uplift people. Where do you get your ideas from? That's a great question. It's a mixture of things. I was one of four children. I had three other siblings, but I spent a lot of time alone watching a lot of TV. So pop art, pop art inspires me. Graffiti inspires me. Old movies, um, vintage magazines, a lot of social political movements inspire me, such as like feminism, just everyday things, um, things that I go through in my own life, you know, like, you know, how can I be better in, at this how can I feel better from this? What can I learn from this? I apply it to my paintings. You just go like deep into your head and then you find your land in imagination and then you just like play in it <laughs> that you just like if you had like dinosaurs and stuff in your imagination you'd play with dinosaurs i get a lot of ideas from my imagination like if i didn't know what to play i just go into my imagination and then i could like suddenly try to reenact a game that i was playing in imagination like in my room and then i'd like keep going back into my imagination to like get ideas for different stuff to play. In my imagination I play games like riding like for example horse riding would be unicorn riding and it would like never rain so I would always like play in the sun and I wouldn't be inside most of the time. I imagine like unicorns and rainbows and lots of things made out of sweets. Have koalas as all, as all the villagers. Have houses made out of candy. I think it's just called Indie Land. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like calm and relaxing because like the creatures that are in there are like not like those kind of creatures that pounce and like all jumpy um but they are happy but like they're calm happy (laughs) it just feels like you're lost in the land but you also kind of know where you are but you also don't know where you are (laughs) my name is chris horton and i'm an author and illustrator and I've done six books now. Um, my latest book is Maybe, and it's about three naughty monkeys. I think most children sort of start off just loving drawing. And I was like that as far back as I can remember. I, I, like, I love drawing. And I think at a certain point, I kind of, some of my friends said, oh, yeah, do, why, why don't you draw that or, 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 or something like that? I, I kind of got known for drawing. And that would kind of encourage me even more, I think. So, and when I got to secondary school, I could draw a likeness of someone quite well. And I loved 
doing that because it was great fun and I would draw my friends and then I would draw my teachers and sometimes I'd draw the teachers and you know I often got into trouble you know I would draw the teacher doing something or something like that then I would pass it often it was like someone would ask me to do it and then you know I would do it and and then I'd pass it to them and then they'd be laughing or something like that and then the the, t- the teacher would say what what are you laughing about and then then they'd find the the drawing and then they're Chris, you know, they'd know who had done it. And then, you know, I was drawing pictures. We had a school magazine actually in uh, secondary school and I was drawing pictures for that. It, it was drawing sort of caricatures of the teachers and things like that. <laughs> One of the interesting things actually was probably my least favourite subject in school was sort of English and, and writing essays and, and this that sort of thing. But when I realised I was getting all, all of these jobs in advertising and in magazines, the copywriter would write different things underneath my illustration. I realised, wait a minute, this is as important as the illustrations. So that made me suddenly really interested in writing. <laughs> and so I wanted to, to write just so that I could do something more with my drawings. And suddenly I had this intense interest in, in, in writing and, and, um, and, and that's how I got into to picture books. I started reading and, and writing. Hi, I'm Sage and I'm eight years old. I live in the United States. When you look back at your old work, do you still think it's good? Good question. I always keep a, a sketchbook and I have done since, since I was about, I guess about 15 or 16 or something like that. My work has changed an awful lot in that time. When I was around 15 or 16, I, I used to draw very realistically. So I would draw self-portraits and I would draw my friends and often I would draw my teachers, uh, sort of uh, cartoons of my teachers. And I was very interested in caricatures. I really wanted to kind of get the faces right and, and kind of make make fun and, and, and sort of distort the faces a little bit. I look back on those and, you know, it's, it's, it's not what I would do now, but, I, you know, I really enjoy looking back th- through them and there's always something that, that, I, that I like about different drawings that I've done. I wish I had sketchbooks when I was much younger. I've just got a few scraps of, of paper, things that didn't get sort of, sort of thrown out or whatever, and um, it's lovely to see that, you know, drawings when I was three or four or five or something like that. Hello, my name is Natalie. I'm eight years old and I live in England. What's your favourite colour? Do you have one? My favourite colour? I really like purple, actually. My favourite colour to use as a, as a character. And then with sort of oranges and, and reds and going into blues. I love just those combinations of colours around purple. And it's, you can make kind of nice uh, harmonies of colour in that colour range, I think. Hi, I'm Edie. I'm five years old. I live in England. Do you close your eyes when you imagine? That's, that's a great question. All of my best drawings are when I'm drawing from my own imagination, not drawing from a photo or from a reference. It's really good, I think, to look at references. And, you know, sometimes when I'm doing a book about penguins at the moment, so I'm, I'm looking at lot, lots of pictures of penguins, and the, the funny way that they waddle and, and, and walk. 
but if I draw it from the photo, it looks sort of just like the photo. But if I do some sketches and then draw it from my imagination, it, I, I think it looks much better and it looks, it has much more character, I think, which is just like, you know, your imagination, when you close your eyes, you can see some sort of much more vividness than, you know, trying to imagine something with your eyes open. What pictures do you imagine in your head? I guess it depends on what I'm thinking about at that particular time. So sometimes I'm thinking about characters and I love thinking about, you know, the reactions of different characters. When something happens, how would they react? And how would they, how would they move or how would their face, what sort of expression would, would, would they have? So yeah, that's one of my favorite things to imagine. When I'm imagining a scene and I'm going to draw it, in my imagination, you know, it's going to be like this. And then when I get to actually go down and draw it on the page, I see that, you know, some things aren't going to work exactly as I imagined it. So I have to adapt it. I mean, I always find drawing it, it's, it's like a dialogue between you and the page. You're bouncing the ideas onto the page and that's bouncing back to you. When I'm thinking of a funny idea, I think, oh, that's a great idea. That, you know, if I write this word underneath that, that will make that very funny. When I write it down and I write the sentence of the word underneath, I think, actually, it's not quite as funny as I thought. <laughs> and, and so I might have to tweak it or I might have to change the expression or just one little change, one little eye movement is all it needs sometimes to make it suddenly funny. And so it's always fascinating to me drawing on the page and, and seeing what comes back. Hi, my name is Ollie and I live in the United States. Is there a specific thing that you like to make art about? My favourite thing to make art about is other characters, is making characters, I think. We as humans, we, we kind of want to know what, what other people think and how other people react. And, you know, if we're reading a story or something like that, we're always thinking, I wouldn't do that or I'd do that. I'd do it just like that or, you know, oh, don't do that again. You know, this sort of thing. So I think that's it's kind of an endless thing that you can always think of something new or something f funny with that. The other thing I really like to do is to sort of visualize things that seem intangible. Um, I'm doing this thing at the moment, actually, with the solar system. Uh, and we're making a, an app that you can visualize the solar system across eight kilometers. So because, you know, if the Earth is um, only 23 millimeters, like a marble size, the, the solar system has to be eight kilometers long. I was told that when I was a very young boy and I, I was imagining that in my hometown, you know, how big the solar system, you know, needs to be. And I always thought that that's such a, a powerful thing to visualize because you can only really kind of visualize it if you map it along an area that you know. So I'm trying to make books where I'm visualizing these intangible things, things that you can't you find it very difficult to imagine. What inspired you to start making art? Do you find inspiration from other people's work or from what's around you? 
I think it's a bit of both, really. When I go to like a museum or a gallery, you know, I, I'll, I'll see something and it just makes me want to, to paint or to draw. But likewise, I mean, I love people watching and I love, say, you know, watching a dog running after a ball in the park and just the character of the, you know, the floppy hair or whatever it is. And you just get an image in, in my mind of, of, you know, this funny floppy character and, and how he's diving on the ball. Yeah, I just want to draw that. Like I'm looking at how that might look on the page. I think oh, that's going to make a great drawing and I try and draw it and, and make it funny. But sometimes it doesn't work out. Maybe it's just the way I'm drawing that particular day, it doesn't work out. But uh, sometimes you just can't make it funny or you can't make it the way that you imagined it. Draw what you hear. for the grown-ups. Be sure to stay up to date with our Happy Podcast for Kids by following us on any platforms you listen to podcasts on. And please leave us a rating or even subscribe if you love it that much. Studio Anorak is proudly independent and to support this podcast and help us make lots more episodes, please visit our website anorakmagazine.com or simply follow us on Instagram at anorakmag or Facebook and Twitter at anorakmagazine.